if you found us here, you're probably a little like me. You think it's time to rethink the way that we do business. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this is the Client Experience Revolution. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and will give you all the tips, tricks, and tools that other badass business leaders are using to serve their community, their clients, while still taking care of themselves. So let's dive into this week's episode, have a little fun, and learn along the way too. This episode is brought to you by Link Consulting Solutions. Are you a badass entrepreneur looking to up-level your capacity, maybe supercharge your clarity and reconnect like a rock star? We'll head on over to linkcs.com to find out how we can accomplish this and more. We have virtual assistant matchmaking as well as clarity and client re-engagement consulting. That's L-I-N-Q-C-S.com. See you there. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. I am joined today by a beautiful guest who probably the most beautiful guest we've ever had. I would say so myself. Her name is Angelica Gonzalez. Angelica is an up and coming hairstylist in the Seattle area. And she is also has the pleasure of being my daughter. (laughs) Welcome, Angelica. Thanks, Raya. (laughs) (laughs) Which again, I think you should just continually call me for the next 30 minutes um, because you'll never get to call me that ever again. So say it again. Thanks, Ryan. We wanted to come on the show to share a little bit about Angelica's journey um, to this place where she's really booming on social media, things she's starting to get a lot of awareness around her art and her craft. She's really um, coming out as an entrepreneur and starting this journey. And, um, we wanted to show that not everybody comes to this journey through the same channels. And so that was really important for her mostly. I mean, I've always like dreamed, this is like my dream episode. So thank you, babe. Um, but, uh, but she actually came to me and said, Hey, Raya, I would really love to be on your podcast and talk about these types of things. And I said, you know what? This is important. Let's do it. So let's dive in. I know that um, right off the top of everything, you know, like there, we should probably say there should be some trigger warnings. Um, You know, like we are going to be talking about mental illness and some of the things that come along with mental illness. So for people who are sensitive to that, we want to let you know that that is going to be in this podcast. Um, And um, if there are more specific trigger warnings, we will include those in the show notes. So you can um, review that prior to um, listening. So um, mental illness. Hello. Mental illness. I have not been shy on this podcast about talking about the fact that I suffer with anxiety and depression, ADHD, all sorts of fun little friends that come along with me on a daily basis, but also really attribute to what makes me special. Um, And I don't see them as, um, I see them some days as annoyances. And some days I see them as superpowers and some days I see them as fuck you. Like, (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your journey and you can take it way back, but tell me a little bit about your journey from your perspective about um, your mental illness journey. Well, that is quite the story, but I'll knock it down a little bit. (laughs) Um, well, so if we're going to start from like, we'll just start from like the beginning of my mental illness journey, like kind of discovering, um, well, I got diagnosed with ADHD pretty late. Um, I was in seventh grade and, um, previously I was just kind of told by teachers that, you know, I was behind and, you know, that I needed to focus more and that I needed, I needed not focus so much on one thing. And I was just like, okay, like, what is the answer? Like, I'm here, I'm trying my best. Like I would literally 
I remember in seventh grade, it was right. I think it was right before I got diagnosed or maybe right after I got diagnosed with ADHD, but I spent, we had to make like this model of a house and it was to represent like the cell house, uh, like, you know, the, the house of the cell, but it was like an actual house. And I spent like three or four hours on it, like the night before it was due, just hyper-focusing on it. And like, putting all of my effort into it. And then I ended up getting a D on it. And I was like, but I spent all this time on it. Like, I don't understand why I didn't get a good grade on it. And it was because I was hyper-focusing on that one portion of it that I forgot to do, like, you know, like the writing part of it, like describing all the parts of the house or, you know, various things. So just general things like that um, really really you know was hard for me during school um and then that leading to having anxiety about not being good enough and then getting depressed because I felt like I wasn't good enough or I didn't fit in at school um and so then you know later that year get diagnosed with depression so <laughs> that's cool shocker. yeah yeah shocker um and you know so going through those things at such a young age and really not understanding what I was feeling um, was pretty hard because I just didn't know how to express those feelings. And, you know, I felt like at the time I didn't really have anybody to talk to. Like, obviously I had you, but like, I didn't want to disappoint you. I didn't want to share that portion of my life because at the time, like, mental illness really wasn't something that we talked about in our house really wasn't understood. And so I felt like if I said that, then, you know, I would have just gotten not from you, but I would have gotten like, Oh, you're fine. It's just in your head. Like just get over it, you know? And so I just like never said anything. And so with not expressing how that was affecting me, it just caused me to, cope in different ways and unfortunately those were ways that were really unhealthy for me and um and then with those coping mechanisms um took us to a darker place in my life and in our and you know in our family and so that was really hard um and I was stuck in that place for a really long time yeah um and I yeah, think that really, that, that really, I mean, I, I wanted to like, without like telling your story for you, but just like from the other, pers- like the other perspective, I want the listeners and the viewers to know that like what Angelica is describing is not like a normal middle school, high school experience. Like this was very serious. And, um, this was something that was debilitating that completely, um, did not, you know, like did not allow her to complete things in the way that society wanted her to complete things. Like school was like a battle and not, and, and it came across like she was battling, like she didn't want to, and sometimes maybe a little bit, mm -hmm. Um, but (laughs) it was also like, you know, just like this complete rebellion against who um, you were becoming and who you had been and the battle Mm -hmm. that, you know, like of getting up out of bed, like sometimes that shit pisses you off. Like, why Mm -hmm. does it have to be so hard to get out of bed? And the way I want to relate this to the audience and why I felt like this was so important is like, as entrepreneurs, this stuff doesn't stop, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you live with mental illness, it's going to be part of your life likely in some way or another for your whole life. So the sooner you recognize that this is part of your life and you are able to identify these friends that are part of, you know, your everyday and how they affect you, you can um, process the trauma. Like there was, I'm, you know, I mean, we're not going to go into anything that, that Angelica doesn't want to, but she went through a lot of trauma, like really um, self trauma and, and otherwise trauma during that time. And so um, 
just dealing with mental illness in general, as well as, um, as well as dealing with, um, you know, the, the after effects of it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and how that perpetuates itself, you know, sometimes our coping mechanisms and the things that we do to, to soothe ourselves and to make ourselves feel better, they make things worse for us. And then they mm-hmm. compound everything. And mm-hmm. that is true, whether you are in seventh grade or you are 35 or you are 65. Yeah. And, um, and so I think it's just really important to pause there and acknowledge that number one, like we can beat ourselves up a lot about why we do things that um, I'm just trying to think of an example that I can share that would be, um, well, I overeat. This is something that is a coping mechanism that has been uh, part of my whole life. And right now I'm in like one of the heaviest periods of my life. Like not, I I shouldn't say that, but one of the heaviest periods. You're doing great, mom. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) One of the heaviest periods uh, that in, in a long, long time. Yeah. And that is in reaction to the pandemic in reaction to stress in business, in reaction to mm-hmm. a lot of different stressors, financial stressors, all sorts of things. And my go-to thing is that I will overeat because I am teaching myself, I'm telling myself, and I just like through personal meditation and reflection, just like um, did some healing around this. And it's because I lacked stability. And so I'm telling myself, it's okay everything's fine. It's stable. You can take care of yourself. And so it's like, um, a combination of the like sugar high and like, mm-hmm. all that, like good dopamine stuff <laughs> yep. people love, but also like this deep seated coping mechanism of like, like, it's okay. I got you. Like if maybe nobody else has you, but I got you, like, I'm going to take care of you. You're not going to die. Look, look, we have all this beautiful luscious yeah. adipose tissue to keep us alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, that's just an example that doesn't necessarily have to do with business, but it's just saying that whatever stressors you're under and whatever coping mechanisms you use to help you deal with those stressors, like the more you shame yourself for those coping coping mechanisms, the worse they're going to become. Mm -hmm. So instead Mm -hmm. just say, just call it out. Like, like I just did right now. I'm fat right now because I'm stressed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm stressed, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you know, it's real. Like I can see in the mirror, other people can see it. It's not, it's not a secret. Sometimes our coping mechanisms are secret. So Mm -hmm. call it out for yourself. Or tell, tell and that's really important. Yeah. Tell someone trusted because that cycle can't be broken unless you speak it. Yeah. You say it, unless you say, I'm scared that I'm never going to stop doing this thing or I'm never going to stop thinking this thing. And Mm -hmm. we have to, as much as we don't want to be put in a box, we have to exist Mm -hmm. in the society that is around us. And we also be the healthiest version of ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just wanted to call that out and say like what you're describing is not, um, I want people to understand this is not like a normal, whatever a normal is. I mean, middle school. Yeah. It was intense. It It was was very intense for, for, for a 12 year old. That was like, way more than any average 12 year old should ever go through right ever. and right at that um, time we had moved too from mm-hmm. um which is important to know um we moved from and partially because um angelica is what i like to call my spicy meatball um <laughs> she is for those who are astrologically inclined she is an aries and she <laughs> is a hundred percent aries Um, there is unfiltered Aries in this child. Um, and she was not one to take people getting in her face for, um, anything. She was very spicy. So the school that she was zoned to go to for middle school was very, um, volatile. And we decided that for her betterment and for the betterment of our family, we were going to move to a better school district. And um, we did, but unfortunately, we um, 
like moved into an area where uh, it was, I mean, I know this sounds weird, but like for us, it's unfortunate that this area was really white. <laughs> I'm white. <laughs> Angelica is half, but she's also Mexican. And we're very proud of our family's Mexican heritage. And um, and I've always wanted my children to be to identify very strongly with their Mexican heritage and have encouraged that. Mm -hmm. Um, but this, um, new experience did not really allow for that. So, um, tell me how that affected your mental health and in that journey. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, well, (laughs) um, I remember when we moved, uh, we moved in the middle of my fifth grade year. And I remember you were dropping me off at my first class and they opened the door to go into the class and all these little eyes were looking at me and I was like, I don't know. And so then you and the principal were like, you ready to go in? I'm like, no. And the reason why I felt extra nervous about it was because I looked into that class and there was like no diversity like it was all just like one color there was two mexicans in my class and no black kids and coming from my renton school like you know the elementary school that i had grown up in like there was so much so diversity. Much, yeah like, like the whole like, class was brown even, and black and asian yeah, yeah it wasn't even just like like oh there's like asian kids and there's black kids there's like oh there's somalian kids like there's like freaking like Kenyan kids, like there's Vietnamese, Chinese, like there's like just every shade that you could ever see. So much diversity, like the cultural nights and stuff or the cu- cultural um, like events that they would have, like so much diversity, like so many different kinds of foods and all that. But when they would do it in the town that we moved to, it was just so whitewashed and so weird and like you know I'm white like I'm also white I personally don't identify with being Caucasian like obviously in my DNA like I am your daughter (laughs) but you know like being Latina is like so like I have just so much pride for it and so growing up in you know halfway of my childhood in this beautiful community where you know all of our ethnicities are celebrated and then moving to a community where you know you're kind of alienated for that like they like to present themselves like oh like we're totally about this like we celebrate diversity and like we want you all to be like this but if you don't follow what we want you to be then you're not going to be accepted entirely So especially when it comes to making friends and all of that, like, obviously I'm spicy and I came from a spicy culture. And so when I was (laughs) at my, when I was at my other school, like, you know, I was queen bee, like I had all my homegirls behind me and then I moved to this other school and it's like, I'm the weirdo, like I'm the weird one. And I couldn't, I could never really figure out why, but honestly it was like, the hierarchy was like, you literally could not be popular if you didn't have like straight slick hair or perfectly curled hair with a curling iron. If you didn't have like the Aeropostale clothes, like if you didn't have like, like brand name stuff, or if you weren't like fair skinned, you know? And unfortunately, like growing up, there were like a few teachers that I had in school who also weren't accepting of people of color and would just completely bully us. And growing up, you know, especially like middle school, trying to adjust from, you know, being in elementary school, being a kid and then trying to like go through that little gap of being more of like a teen, like not having that support with cultural identity was just really hard and I feel for a lot of kids that I grew up with like kids of color like it was really hard like my boyfriend Will he is a man of color he is half black and I can speak for him when he you know we went to the same school like he can totally agree with that like he definitely was treated unfairly 
in our school district because of the color of his skin. Like he had teachers who um, would kick him out of class. And he is the quietest kid I've ever met. He is the sweetest kid, even in school. So kind, kept to himself, super smart. But yet he would still get kicked out of class because like the teacher just wanted to be rude. So tying that back to mental health, like not being able to have the freedom to be entirely yourself and express your true identity, it just really like makes you have like an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me and my mental health growing up and even, you know, up until I turned 21, my identity crisis was prominent in my mental health and really just caused everything to be amplified for me. Yeah. That was just really hard. Just yeah. Growing up and and doing that. Do you think that, do you think that those experiences have contributed to you wanting to be your own boss? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Because if I can be who I want to be, who I am in an environment where I can thrive in that, that's going to show to my clients. Like that is going, it's going to encourage my clients to be 100% themselves. Like half of the time that I have a new client in my chair, I, I get deep, you know, I will tell them about my life and, you know, within boundaries and not just going and being like, Hey, listen to my life story. You know, I'll, I'll just be like, you know, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you really doing? I think it's really interesting because the only thing besides hair that you ever wanted to do was psychology. Yeah. And absolutely. now you're doing both. I mean, not that yeah. you're licensed. We're not insinuating that Angelica no. Gonzalez is a licensed like, therapist. She's I have a, taken many classes. <laughs> she is a therapist. Okay. So I am a therapist. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to talk about too was a little bit about the transition time between school to school, basically. But let's touch on the accident and like how yeah. that um um how that affected you mentally, both for the negative and the positive. And then um I think you should tell them about Jessica. Okay. And yeah. then um and then then like starting school at Jean Rez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after I graduated high school, I had a little rinky dink job as like a receptionist for a real estate agency. And, um, it was part-time, you know, it was all right. You know, glad I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) And so coming home from my work one day, you know, it was five minutes away from my house. So I really didn't think anything of it. I was having a pretty bad day. Um, at the time I was pretty mentally ill and I was going through a lot of struggles with that. Um, wasn't being kind to myself or others and it was really hard. So I was having a day and so I'm driving home, um, as I do, and we live on a like busy highway. Um, and so you have to be at a complete stop to turn, um, and wait for oncoming traffic to pass. So I was driving home and I did what I did every day. I put my blinker on like 15 seconds before I was actually going to stop maybe 20 seconds. Um, and then I slowed down very gradually. Didn't have anybody behind me looked nobody. And then I looked again and then here comes this car going 50, probably quicker and smashes my car into oncoming traffic and my car is totaled. And thank God that I survived because truly if I would have been moving even like one or two miles per hour, like that could have been a completely different situation. Um, Everybody ended up being okay. Um, Me and the lady that I was pushed into were severely injured. Um, I, you know, had a neck injury, really bad concussion for a while. Um, It was really hard. Um, And then, you know, coming to the realization that, I totally could have died in that situation. And, you know, fortunately for me, my mom, I mean, unfortunate for you, but you were in the driveway and you watched the whole thing happen and you were right there on the scene. And, you know, so you were my witness that, you know, that really was not my fault. I was at a complete stop waiting for traffic to pass. Like I do every day. And, um, and so, yeah, I was, you know, that really, 
for better and for worse affected my life. I, you know, again, I said, like I have, I still have a neck injury. I'm 22 now that happened when I was 18 and I have a herniated disc in my neck. So that is definitely something that I will have to deal with my whole life. Um, luckily, you know, it's not excruciating and I can deal with it, but you know, um, and then positives, you know, I really don't take life for granted. Like I'm not going to lie. And I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> I used to drive really reckless and I'd be like, yeah, zoom, zoom, going like way too fast on the freeway. Um, cause I was like, I'm not going to die. Like I'm not going to die. I literally would say that like, I'm not going to die. And then here comes the situation where I'm literally at a complete stop and I almost die. And I'm like, okay, like I can die like anytime. Like that's scary. Um, so yeah. So then after that, you know, I had to deal with the recovery process and dealing with, you know, my already like mentally ill self and being amplified with now body pain was just really freaking hard. And yeah, that was real tough. Um, so with that, you know, it was a really long process of getting like a settlement going and like having um, like my medical bills being paid for. And so there was a point where, you know, I was just like, I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to just close the settlement for physical therapy and have it be done with. And so, you know, I ended up coming into um, really fortunate amount of money <laughs> And it's not crazy people. So don't be thinking that she's a millionaire, but it was enough to take care of her. Yeah. It was enough to put me through school. Um, and so, you know, or, you know, cover for some like future medical bills if I need, um, to get surgery or something. Um, but so I went to school with that money and I never thought I was going to be able to do that because, you know, we didn't grow up very financially fortunate in that way. And so I was like, okay, well, if I go to school, if I really want to go to school, like I'm going to be in debt. Like I'm going to just have such a hard time trying to recover from, you know, going to school and getting this experience and following my dream. And so realistically before, you know, I was actually able to go, I was just like, this isn't going to happen for me. So I'm just going to have to figure it out. So, um, so yeah, that's how I ended up going to Genoa's Academy and um, really was a ride. <laughs> I, a ride. Like, literally and figuratively. I want to interject <laughs> here too and say that I've always told the girls too. I mean, like both of um, my older daughters have this like really healthy fear of student loans because and it's unfortunate that they are so afraid of them because I went to school and I went 12 years so that I could pay cash. And so I don't have any student loans because I, I was also afraid of student loans. And a lot of it was because no one sat down and really like explain it to me. And so I was not very equipped to like explain it to the girls. And so there's like no bashing that whatsoever. But what I did do was I instilled in my daughters that you can educate yourself in so many different ways. And just because you aren't going to a four-year college doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you don't have the opportunity to um, get an education. That can be tech yeah. school. That could be a certification program. That can be mm -hmm. an apprenticeship. That could be even like um, Angelica's sister right now is directing. Um, um, so this is a, a shameless plug, but um, if you're in the <laughs> Seattle area and in the August timeframe you, and you like July musical 30. theater, you should go to see you're in town at Village Theater main stage because the Marisol Gonzalez of this household will be directing. And that's a big deal, you know, like directing a play on main stage at Village Theater in the Seattle area. If you're not from Seattle, it's, it's a really big deal. And that is an opportunity that she was, she wasn't given. She earned that opportunity. Mm -hmm. She and, worked hard for that. Yeah. And so the, the, these experiences, um, you know, Angie started, um, community college straight out of high school. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is not, <laughs> it are. was not the move, <laughs> but it was because 
she felt like that was what was expected. And I encouraged her some form of direction. Yeah. I just encouraged her to drop out. I was like, you, this is not who you are. Like, that sounds like really weird that a mom would encourage a kid to drop out. But like the lesson here in both business school life is like, be who you are, especially if you deal with mental illness, the more you push yourself Mm -hmm. into somebody else's vision of what you're supposed to be doing, it just does not work. The more ill you're going to be. And it was, we were not in fun times um, with Angie at Green River community community college. (laughs) It was not, not some good times because so bad. it was not your path. And so, um, you know, I think that um, this, this, um, accident and all these things that happen. I want to touch on how your hairstyling is, um, and, and how it like comes together with your struggles with mental illness, but why you, your hairstyling is different than other people's. And I want to highlight this story and I'm going to, I'm always mispronouncing her last name, but I want to give her a shout out because, so it's Jessica, McKeown, McKeown, I think it's M-C-K-E-O-W-N. Please, if you, I will put her, I'll link her information in the show notes, but she um, specializes actually in channeling spirit babies, but she sees spirit guides. And um, I had met her through a group that I'm involved with here in the Seattle area. And um, I'd had her do a reading for me on um, my spirit guides. And it was like so impactful that I was like, Mm -hmm. Angelica is very spiritual. And so I was like, you need to have a reading with her. And so I think I even paid for that reading for you. (laughs) Anyways, um, (laughs) it was like not that long. I mean, it was a little space after the accident. You had there. It was was some time. It was a year. Yeah. No, it was two years. It was two years after my accident. You had had a reading with her and you had not started school or um, or the things hadn't come through with the settlement. So you didn't know that stuff was going to come together, but you, but you knew that you had this desire to be a hairstylist, mm-hmm. but so she had some thoughts and some messages and tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, um, I should start by saying I am clairsentience. So clairsentience is different than clairvoyance. Um, clairvoyance is being able to like communicate I think through like auditory and visual um visual aid with um spirit guides and other spirits as well um clairsentience is the the ability to communicate through feeling so I can communicate with my spirit guides and um other people's spirit guides through emotions and feeling you know they it's like I feel their energy and then I know what they're saying really confusing google it it's great um So when I met with Jessica, um, we instantly like this had this energy rush. Like we could totally sense each other's energy. We were both really strong. So I was really excited for the session because I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. Um, And so at the time I was like religiously doing tarot. I had never done tarot readings like ever because I was like brujaria, like scared. But I started doing it because I just felt like I needed some type of direction and I was doing it in my house like all the time. And it was great. It was a really um, great thing for me at the time. And, you know, I still occasionally do it. And so when we started getting into a conversation, I was telling her like, oh, hey, like I do tarot, like who am I talking to? Because like, I literally just call it the universe or whatever. She goes, she goes, your spirit guides are saying like, that's us, that's us. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm talking to my spirit guides. That's rad. Um, and so she had told me that, um, like one of my spirit guides is Archangel Raphael, who is like the protector of travel. And so like, he was present, like with my car accident, making sure that I was safe. Um, and so one of the things that she said is, you know, like when you were in the car accident, he like put his wings around you and protected you. And I was like, that totally makes sense because like, I literally was not scratched like at all. I had like a little scratch on my hand, you know, I got whiplash and she was like, She's like, do you remember like how safe you felt in that horrible moment? Like you were in the middle of your accident. You know, this was like a light, like that could have been like life ending and you know how scared you are. And then all of a sudden you just felt like so safe. And I was like, 
yeah, actually, like, it was crazy. I was like, how did you know that? (laughs) And um, I was like, yeah. And she goes, that's how you're going to make people feel. She was like, that is how you are going to bring that into your business. And I was like, wow, you know, like I never thought of it that way. Cause she's like, you already do that. And I am that way. Like with my friends, with people that I just meet, like I could see somebody crying on the street and I'd be like, are you okay? You know, like check in with them, you know? And, um, I can attest to that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 100%. And so like, just having a conversation with her about those things, you know, and like having her like kind of predict like where my business was going to go, like how, like starting at a salon, like it was so crazy. Like all the things that I'm doing now, she was really able to like predict. And I, and you know, I, I've always been kind of like sus about like psychics and stuff. Cause I'm like, how did you know that? And I, even after the session, I was like, mom, did you tell her anything about me? Like, Did you tell her? And she's like, no, literally not. But, um, and it's funny that I'm suspicious because I'm literally like that, you know, but I still am like, I'm starting to like understand my clairsentience and all that. But anyway, just having her tell me that really like put it into perspective for me. And another thing that she said was that like, I'm a healer and that my healing energy is in my hands. And I have done like, I have had so many signs in my life that I am a healer. I've done like like weird, like research stuff. And like, that's, it's always come back to me being a healer. Um, I don't know if you believe in auras, mom, but like, there's ways that you can like check your aura and my aura is green. And what green, a green aura means is a healer. And so I'm like, okay, confirmed healer, healer hands. And so one thing she said to me was, you know, like, because your healing energy is in your hands, like going into you're, you know, going into hair, like you're, you're planning to is going to be like fantastic. It's going to be your calling. You're going to heal people. You're going to cut off the dead and give them the new, you know, and I've really taken that into consideration. Every client that I have is, you know, I'm healing them. I want to help them. And I just have such a yearn for helping people and going into this industry is really giving me an opportunity to do that. So yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No, I love, I mean, like the main thing I really wanted people to hear was like the cutting off of the dead and like the new life that comes from it. Like, I think that that's Mm -hmm. so important and like what sets you apart, like from other people is that, and you can find that if you're different, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. Absolutely. And it's actually preferable to be different. Like if Absolutely. no one wants to do business with the same person that the next person can do, they want yeah. to do business with somebody who's special. So Angelica's mm-hmm. gift and, and I'm like a frequent flyer, like <laughs> client, but Angelica's <laughs> gift is that, I mean, there's something about the way that she like shampoos your hair and then like the way that she like really puts thought and effort into the way that she's going to care for your hair. And like, um, and then the feeling of new life when you just feel like gorgeous and beautiful, or even like she does uh, men's hair and like how, um, well, I'll just call it. Okay. So my dad looks like a homeless hobo. He does straight up. He does. We love him though. We love him so much. (laughs) But when Angelica is done with him, he looks like straight up dapper, like Mm -hmm. dapper. She gives Mm -hmm. him new life. She takes him from Trump chic to like Obama legit. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) straight up his beard gets so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is like you, this is what I'm saying is like, you can take these experiences and these things that you deal with because I'm not wrong in saying that you still have mental health things that you struggle with on a daily basis. Oh, every day. Yeah. Every day. But you can take this and like, um, you know, someone comes in, a client comes in and they're having a shit day, but you're having a shit day and you're, you can say like, Hey, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm having a shit day. And you lean over and you're like, sis. Me too. Yeah, literally. Like, like I got you. Like, <laughs> let's do this. I'm going to feel better by making you feel better. Like, it's going to be good. You know, like, like that's, that's the reality, right? Like, you get to be who you are. 
Um, and like one other story that I think is like just so important to like for the entrepreneurs out there that I want to like drive home was this story. And I'm going to tell part of it as an observer. And then I'll let you like, um, jump in with your, uh, with your, you know, your side of it, but I'll just quickly uh, go through like the pandemic was not kind, um, to, Angelica, like the school closed down and, um, and she, they want her to do hair school online. That was funny. Um, and it was, and it made things, it was as a parent and as just somebody who is involved in her life, it was very, very hard to see her be so close to something that she wanted so badly. And, um, like just, was working so hard just to feel like it was shutting down around her and having no control and then making her question whether or not it was going to actually happen. And what had happened right before, and we had just made progress. And I say we, because it was a team effort right before the pandemic was what we call the mod one incident. And um, that was the, the school has modules and they try to move people along in these modules at the same time. And um, Angelica has a different experience. She needed to attend school in a different way than everybody else. And um, she was not going to, um, proceed with the group because she did not have the hours to proceed with the group. And I just said to her, fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. It's okay. Like, and I'll let you tell your side of the story, but like, yeah, about how you felt, but like, there were multiple times where she came to me wanting to quit because for the only reason, because she wasn't going to move with the group. And now mm-hmm. I bet you would probably laugh at that shit. You know what I mean? That, that yeah, I'm so glad I stayed later. <laughs> but I just was like encouraging you and saying like, listen, we Gonzalez girls do not do things on other people's timeline. Mm-hmm. We then- do not. We do it on our timeline. We do it in the way that we need to. And you were like, but Raya... Because I call you Raya. 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 It's going to cost me more money because I'm going to have to extend out time. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to get educated during that time? <laughs> yes, you are. So when you graduate, does that mean that you'll be a better hairstylist than other people? Yes, you will be. <laughs> it's okay. Like all these things. And I have like, and I'm speaking to myself too, because I have these days, right? Like where it's not happening the way that I want it to happen or um, I'm discouraged because I'm not at the time frame that I thought I should be at. And I'm emotional because this is like legit, you know, when you put yourself out there, you put yourself all the way out there when Mm -hmm. you are an entrepreneur and you are like saying like, this is my craft. Mm -hmm. This is me. This is my craft. It's so vulnerable. And you're, mm-hmm. like, and you're not just saying that this is my craft. You're like, now pay me. Yeah. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up. I know. I know. <laughs> straight up. <sighs> so I it's just that. so like I so I just wanted to like say like for those who are seeing their peers race ahead of them or at a different place mm-hmm. that they're jealous or they think that they should be there. You're where you're supposed to be. Like Absolutely. maybe you, maybe you need something more right here, right now in this spot. Yeah. Like maybe there's something that, and you're, you're here because you haven't figured it out yet. Like what it is right. that you're supposed to get from this place. And that's, I'm really, really working right now currently on being present. Because my anxiety so is my obsession with what's to come. And my depression mm-hmm. is my like struggle, real struggle with staying in the past. As entrepreneurs, it's a constant comparison game. And I'm sure in hair, it's the same thing. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, constant comparison game. But like, you're right where you're supposed to be. And you can't like, like all these close calls to where you... um almost gave up. I want to hear your side of that story, but like where you were just so close and I, and I could like, part of me was like broken because I could just feel it. Like I knew like how I was valid it was, 
how valid, you know what I mean? Like, especially the pandemic stuff. Like it was like, okay, like Raya, you gotta be okay if she walks away. And I'm like, no, that's not a fucking option. She can't walk Mm -hmm. away. Like, no, no, this is her destiny. Like she like, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, there was times where I'm like, I'm going to be so mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, is you were not the only one. Like literally I would come home and like, you know, I have Alyssa, my roommate and slash best friend. And I have Will, my boyfriend, and they would be over and, you know, we'd be all hanging out and I'm like, y'all, I'm just going to drop out. And they're like, no, you're not. You're literally not going to. I'm like, I'm going to drop out. I'm done. I'm literally done. They're like, how many, how many days you got left? I'm like 162. And they're like, okay, that's 162 days. You got it, you know? And, or hours, I mean, or whatever. But I, I think the biggest thing for me was having that support system, having friends and family. And, you know, a lot of people, some, some people may not be fortunate enough to have that, but I can assure you there's at least one person in your life who is that supportive of you and wants to see you succeed. And sometimes it just takes that one person, you know, I'm super lucky that I had a lot of people who wanted to see me succeed, but really all it took was just one person. That's all I really needed. You know, just having one person being like, no, you're not, you got it. You know, like you can do that. You can do this. I have solely my other sister, like straight up. She'd be like, bitch, shut up. You're going to do it. Like you literally got it. And I'd be like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, even your 11 year old sister would probably say something along that line. Yeah. Minus the bit. In a censored way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straight up. She'd be like, um, brat. Um, <laughs> um, excuse me, you got it. Okay. Like what does success look like for you right now and in the next year? And like, where do you want, what does success look like for you in the long scheme? Like what are your dreams? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you didn't achieve those dreams, which are not possible, because if anyone like has seen her work, it's happening. <laughs> um, if you want to check it out, it's an angelic touch with periods in between the angelic touch on, on Instagram. Go yeah, check out seriously. my work. <laughs> and we will put that in the show notes. Um, but like, what does success look like for you right now with what you have on your plate mentally daily, you know, because some days are going to be awesome. Some days are going to be not so awesome, but you still have responsibilities mm-hmm. and dreams and goals. How do you handle that? What does success look like for you on a daily basis on a current basis? Well, um, I do remember what I was going to say, and it kind of relates to this. So I just want to say it real quick. Yeah. Um, so how you were saying, like, you know, I was so behind and staying in school longer really like was a good thing for me because then I got to perfect my craft and really like learn more and like take more diligent time to like really perfect everything. Um, and so one of the things like going back to what we were saying about like, um, like how I felt super bad about people moving on, you know, at, before me and like graduating before me, people who I started with that I was like two steps behind, or I'm sorry, two people that I went to, uh, sorry, people that I went to school with that graduated before me, graduating, leaving the school, getting their license, going to salons. And I was two steps behind, like how awful that felt for me. However, I just want to say I work at the hair lounge in federal way. And that salon has been my saving grace. It was the first salon that I ever applied to. And they are straight up like my family. I adore every single person there. The stylists are amazing. They are amazing teachers. Their main goal is to educate and continue education, make sure that you're prepared and that you're always learning something new every day. Um, and I feel like for, and I, you know, everybody's supposed to go somewhere, but personally for my journey, I didn't want to go to like a corporate salon where they have a chain of salons, you know, like, um, I won't talk about specifics, but there, you know, there are people who, who went to salons that are pretty well known. They have like, you know, it's like a brand name salon, you know, multiple different kinds. And I just never saw myself going to one of those. I was like, you know, like, that's just not me. I don't want to have to conform to this image of what the salon is expecting. And with the salon that I'm at now, it's like, I can just be Angie. I can be Angelica. I can wear whatever I want. I can have my plugs. I can do whatever I want to my hair and still provide 
quality work, you know, and be, be not necessarily judged, but judge on the quality of work that I'm giving. Um, and so segueing into a success and what success looks like for me right now, um, you know, just being able to get up in the morning and, you know, get dressed, maybe put a little makeup on. Sometimes I don't because I'm like, natural beauty is beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and just being able to like go to work and put a smile on and, and really make people happy is, is that's really like my form of success. Like money obviously would be fantastic because I have a young adult in 2021 trying to live on their own and it is hard (laughs) so hard but you know like Um, p.s um i'm also young adult 42 in 2021 (laughs) trying to live on their own and it's hard (laughs) it's real real hard right up (laughs) oh my god anyway money would be great but i personally don't attribute money to only success like or success doesn't mean money to me like obviously that would be fantastic but just getting my name out there having people notice my work like really see what I can provide and getting clientele like I've gotten so many clients from just my Instagram page because of the quality of work that I put out and referrals too yeah that's like the hugest compliment when someone's like I had a um, a discovery call yesterday and it was like the easiest call. And this guy, and a lot of my clientele are women, but it, this is a gentleman and he was a referral from somebody. And I like the conversation um, started and I was like, oh, I love so-and-so the person that referred him to me. And he's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to love you. So, um, because <laughs> she doesn't send me just anybody and yeah. he's like, yeah, I think it's going to be mutual. So like, whatever, it's Aww, like, you, cute. You know, like those are, those are signs of success for me too. Yeah. And also just knowing like in that particular instance, not to hijack, but just to like, no, add to. In that particular instance, that gentleman is in healthcare and is a specialty, mm-hmm. and he did not know. I mean, we were talking about virtual assistant matchmaking, but he did not know my background. And I was like, I'm about to change your life. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> What do you mean? And I was like, I have 20 years of healthcare administration experience. Yes, and do. I'm a virtual assistant matchmaker. So not only can I find you the perfect, very perfect person, I already know like four things that you need to change about your practice just by scoping out your social media. <laughs> oh my God. And he was like, do you do consulting? <laughs> it, was so perfect. it was so good. But I it was just like that. that like referrals and like just knowing that you know something that can like, literally small tweaks like you recommending a product that's going to like change the person's daily routine or like how their hair feels on a daily basis or like I mean it seems so simple right it seems like almost uh silly to say like that kind of thing would be like um life-changing but it is you know what I mean like it it does make a difference like like hair is not you know a trivial um career it is a it is a very intimate act it is very very much so and so when people first of all refer to you and when people do recognize your gift Mm -hmm. it is um you know it is beautiful and jessica the um psychic that we were talking about was saying that she used to go to a shamanic hair stylist Mm -hmm. and that she wanted to come to you because she wanted to have somebody to cut her hair that understood the spirituality behind the cutting off of the dead and the renewing of the new life or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we all need to find in our craft is whether your craft is building funnels or whether your craft is like an online course or your craft is selling a product or being a life coach or being whatever you are, like you have something special and wonderful to give and you come with your own demons and angels to the plate Mm -hmm. and you have to kind of wrangle all of that, all of what is you and bring it to the table. 
Yeah. And the success will come, whether that's money or recognition. I mean, I think you and I are both definitely in the recognition department. Like that feels so good when someone's like, it does. It's so rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I totally agree with, you know, bringing everything that you are to the table and especially in your business, because the last thing that you want when you are trying to become known in your business is trying to look like everyone else, because you're not going to stand out if you do that. You know, being yourself authentically yourself is what people are going to be drawn to. And that's what I have found personally, like just being yourself is the best, best way to go about it. Well, which, and being yourself, by the way, we also mean if you, if you battle mental illness, or it's not even a battle. If that's part of your journey, mm-hmm. talk about it. I got yeah, a client be, recently be because I did a podcast on the fact that I have ADHD and I highlighted somebody who's an ADHD productivity specialist and a client came to me. Mm-hmm. She was referred to me, but then she listened to the podcast and she was like, okay, she gets me. Mm-hmm. So like be, talk about it, normalize it We're you're not alone. You're not alone. So many people have their own individual um, journeys with mental illness. And I always told Angelica from a very, very young age, because this, this young woman has been a strong soul since the get-go. And I have said, what is your greatest weakness will be your greatest superpower. I was just telling someone yesterday that you said, you say that to me. And it's true because you've always had a very strong sense of right and wrong, which has caused you to be very adversarial against um, authority, which is still a problem. (laughs) Hey, Um, it's gotten better. I'm 22, lady. (laughs) But but what it has done has given you this incredible empathy, which was something that you did not have when you were younger. I think the experiences that you had through these difficult times of middle school and high school and the accident, all those things, they, they added this layer of empathy to your life mm-hmm. that gives you this ability to just see somebody walking in and be like, mm, they're having a hard day. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got to help make them feel better. Or I got to like, make them feel good. Or somebody coming in and being like, oh, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm hyped. Like, let's do oh, this. Oh, I can let's match go. energy 100%. Yes. So it's like you being able to read the room and, and also like allowing what you do to lift you up, you know what I mean? To allow it to be yes. your own medicine, you know, like yes. so, so good. Like, I mean, that feels amazing. That feels amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you've ever watched my podcast, which I know you have, you know, that I always end the podcast with two questions. And you're okay. still going to get nervous because <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, so the first question that I ask is if let's say somebody listens to this whole podcast okay. and they're only able to retain one thing, like if you would want them to take away one thing from what we've been talking about, what would be the thing that you would really want them to like keep in their heart? That was a good, good question. Thank you. Um, proud of you. Probably that, you know, no matter where you have come from and no matter what you go through in closed doors, that does not identify who you are at all. And it just adds a little little something you know like it's really just a little sprinkle of something on who you are as a person because at least for me like that has really turned me into like and I'm gonna say this about myself I am an amazing person you are and you know I would have not been able to say that about myself a few years ago but I am an amazing person because of all the things that I've gone through and I go through and being able to feel that way about myself and love myself like that, no matter the trauma that I've gone through, no matter, you know, the mental illness that I struggle with on the daily, just really, it shows, it shows in the work that you do. I concur with all of those statements. Of course I made you, but, um, 
you can call me Raya now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Raya. <laughs> um, no, I just think that that's the thing is like, if we didn't have these trials, if we didn't have these tribulations, mm-hmm. how do we connect with other people? Absolutely. You know, if our life is perfect, how do we connect with other people? Like mm-hmm. that, and that doesn't mean that it's good that we went through those things because people have been through horrific things. Like that doesn't make yeah. it good. But no. how do you, but how do you make it make sense? You yeah. know, how do you take that? And, how do you take that and move yeah. forward and make sense for you? And one way that you can make it make sense in your life is to show compassion for other people who may be dealing with similar situations or just need the love that you needed in that moment. And mm-hmm. you can give that to them or you can mm-hmm. extend empathy to them. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. And you can take a second to think about it if you need to, but like, what would you say? And it doesn't have to be from me. I'm not going to be offended. Okay. But okay. what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Like, what is something like that's a mantra for you or that is something that really Got it. you, you take away? What is it? So it is from you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Surprise. Um, and it is literally, and I say this, I can't even tell you how many friends I've said this to. I'm like, in the words of my mother, (laughs) (laughs) any progress is good progress. Mm -hmm. Any progress getting up in the morning, good progress, putting socks on, putting pants on good progress, going to school, good progress, waking up on your alarm (laughs) time. (laughs) We need to tell that. Okay, real quick, side side sidebar. Um, this morning we were scheduled several hours ago, um, and both of us <laughs> overslept. And I thought I was the only one who overslept, so I like called her on Facetime, and she's laying in bed next to her boyfriend. <laughs> and my hair is like, and her all, hair is like, like all, all up, head. and mine is all up. And I'm like, okay, okay, so this is where we're at. All right, fifteen minutes. <laughs> Hey, we got up and we called each other in 15. Hey, we did 15 minutes. We did. Okay? Dude, we Actually, did all this tr- in 15 we minutes. Did. All this. We did it. We did it. But yeah, that is that is my mantra that I live by. That and also not everything happens for a reason. That's yeah. mine. I literally ever since my car accident, I have lived by that mantra. Like literally everything happens for a reason. Dropped a fork happened for a reason got in a car accident happened for a reason you know Mm -hmm. like every little thing that happens in your life has a purpose it could be something bad it could be something amazing it could be something you said something somebody else said to you like people you meet every single thing happens for a reason well I love this well this has been truly I have been doing this podcast for two years in July of 2019 is when I started this podcast and I have done a weekly episode every week for two years. And this is like a hundred percent my favorite episode. Oh, thanks mama. I love you. I'm so proud of the woman you are. And thanks. Don't you dare go off screen on me. Um, I, my, my thing <laughs> came off. Um, I'm so proud of the woman you are. And I'm so proud of um, the lessons that you are sharing with other people who are up and coming and who are paving their own path and who may be facing their own demons. And um, it's so important that we not be quiet. Don't be quiet about mm-hmm. the struggles that you have. And because it's real and you're not alone. Absolutely. And that's why I just put my shit on blast here. That's why I cry like a <laughs> baby. But no, you're not a stupid baby. Like, you're cute it's, baby. It's really important that we bring the light to the darkness. Absolutely. Because people get lost in the darkness. And I definitely I know that we have. Shoot. We have definitely gotten lost in the darkness. But I think the best thing is. I think we've been the light for each other a lot. Agreed. Agreed. And because we have that support system, we're able to do that for others. Agreed. So if anyone who's listening does not have that support system, I would encourage you to please reach out because 
we will either be that person for you or we will connect you with resources, but mm-hmm. do not do this alone. And especially if you're in business and you feel alone, oh my God, I'm in, I'm part of so many amazing female entrepreneur groups who would love to welcome you with open arms and I will connect you with so many people and you are not weird. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you. Mm-mm. You are perfect. I love you. I love you too. I just like, I'm really, really proud of who you are and I'm proud of who I am too. Yeah. I'm proud of you. We did that. We did that. We did that. (laughs) We did. I needed her help. You guys, you don't even know how much this girl has helped me out in my life. But anyways, I could blubber on forever, but I just wanted to say that this has been a very special episode because I think it's important for us to go back to where we started. And I think um, whatever your obstacles have been, whether that's mental illness or insert your obstacle here, you are where you're supposed to be right now because you have something that you need to learn in this place. And you will move to the next place when you are ready. And if you need support, please reach out to me, to whoever. And... um, And I just like love this guest, proud of this guest. And it's just been a pleasure and an honor to do this episode. And, and that's what I've got. This is the client experience revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez together today with Angelica Gonzalez, celebrity stylist. <laughs> Not yet. We'll uh, get there. Yes, yet. Any celebrities in the Federal Way area, Seattle. If you're yes. like coming to yep. Seattle for any type of event and you need a stylist, I can hook you up. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching and for being with us. And um, we will catch you next time. You know what I love? It means so much to me that you took the time to listen to this episode. If you did enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes, and you'd like to help support the Client Experience Revolution podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on your social media or even leave a rating and review. And if you want to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at link.consulting. That's L-I-N-Q dot consulting. On Twitter at Link Consulting. And even better, find us on YouTube. The channel is Raya Gonzalez. And you can see all of our podcast episodes in video format. If you're just curious to see what our guests look like, we appreciate you so much. And that's why we're excited to see you next time.